1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Neil Lennon wants full focus on the league Following Celtic's Cup success James Tavernier and Scott Arfield Back Rangers to bounce back from their hand and heartbreak And Daniel Stendel hopes to change Hart's style of play After taking over at Tynecastle I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna Daniel Stendel is in at Tynecastle Celtic will get the first bit of silverware In the cabinet at Celtic Park And we're just watching a television above you Gordon To see if Liverpool can keep one hand on the Champions League Gordon DL Sunday was quite a day you were there I don't suppose you're over it yet either what did you make of it? Um, it was certainly a day Gordon a second half it absolutely everything and for me the big turning point was that um, you've seen the belief going out of Rangers after they missed the penalty or Fraser Foster saved the penalty whatever way you want to go because if that ball goes in the back of the net Celtic down to 10 men Rangers get such a lift from it but you've got to give all the credit to the world. Celtic, they know how to win trophies, they know how to dig deep, and they didn't play particularly well. One shot on target, that was enough to give them another trophy, 10 in a row. Roger Hanna, I don't suppose you'll be able to sum it up in one answer at the moment, but what did you take away from it? What are the main considerations following that game on Sunday? Well, one sentence is dead easy. It's one of the easier cup finals to, to analyse. Rangers were by far the better team and they couldn't get past the big goalie And then when Celtic had their chance at the other end And they were always going to get a chance Because you do in a cup final The linesman missed an offside These things happen You, you know, people will complain about it Quite rightly so But, you know, it made me actually think back to When Celtic had all the possession And couldn't beat Cammy Bell in the Kilmarnock goal a few years ago And it made me think back to When St Mirren had a lot of possession against Rangers 9 men And Rangers absorbed it all Struck in the break and won the cup So these things do happen In cup finals I'm not sure how long Gordon We can keep going With some people telling you That it was clearly mm. onside And other people telling you That it was clearly offside You eventually do go around In circles However It was a big moment It was an important moment What was your personal take on it? When I watched it Gordon uh, At Hamden I didn't think At that time It was offside But watching the replays I did uh, I do think it was offside But I think it's an impossible call I really do uh, it's a terrific free kick And it's just Inches And you know We've looked at every Picture from every Different angle About people's arms And feet And whatever it may be But I think that If you look back in that You had VAR I think it would have been Rolled off cycle That is the number You need to get in touch tonight And if you would rather tweet Then you can do so You'll find us At Clyde SSB Uh, Neil Lennon says They've got nothing to fear After that League Cup victory Says it's now time To fully focus on the league He's also looking forward To being able to rest Players against Cluj uh, And confirms that Lee Griffiths Will play a part in Romania You know we've got a heavy month So we need to Refocus now You know we've got the game Coming up Thursday um, I'll give me an opportunity to give other players a game and you know get some match fitness, some match sharpness. Going into uh, you know a big week next week, Hibs Hearts, Aberdeen. That's a really important week. So we're getting a full complement. Hopefully, more or less a full complement of players coming back, and we will really focus now on the league. Maybe that's the one where the, the 
overcame the, the bad one, if you know what I mean, and the go, look, you can't play badly and still win, so there's nothing to fear anymore, or, you know, you got to take that sort of pressure off yourselves now and just go and play the game, you know, and um, I think psychologically, like I said earlier, it's it's a massive one for us. You know, uh, Lee Griffiths, what's the situation with him? Is he likely to be involved this week? Lee will be, yeah, he will be involved. We were going to start Olsen if he'd have been fit, and then Lee would have been on the bench, but the fact that Olsen couldn't start, then we decided to you know, go with Morgan to start and then bring Olsen on, so we couldn't get Lee on the bench then, so it's nothing to do with fitness levels or anything like that. What did you take away from the game in terms of talking about gaps and progress and the impact going forward? What about this bigger picture? What do you expect next from this rivalry? I, I, I think personally, Gordon, I think that Rangers have got to get the mentality to go over the line. Uh, just winning that trophy Now you can talk all day about the Morelis situation Doesn't score against Celtic He's basically come up against a goalkeeper And top, top for him World class you, You've seen the, the first uh, shot from Ryan Jack what a, what a save it is It's absolutely brilliant And it just went on from there Fraser Foster really unbeatable at the weekend But I think that Rangers Yes, they, you know, they'd be delighted with the possession They're delighted with the way they played but they've got to get the mentality that Celtic have got. Celtic, that is probably one of the worst performances from a Celtic team I've witnessed. And they still go and win the cup. That's what Rangers have got to do. It's okay saying close the gap. You have got to find the strength to win trophies. And to be honest with you, I don't think we'll really know the answer to this question until the evening of December 29. Because what does the manner of that defeat, does that hurt Rangers more? Than a 4 0 defeat to Celtic when Celtic are rampant and you know scoring goals for fun. The, the fact that Rangers were so dominant, the fact that Rangers had so many chances and yet still couldn't score and lost the game, does that have a negative impact on them when they go to Celtic Park? Or can Steven Gerrard convince them that, listen, you were the better team, you outplayed them, you can go and do the same at Celtic Park? And if you can win at Celtic Park, then suddenly you could well be ahead in the title race at the winter break. So it's a huge, huge burden of pressure for Rangers now. They need to go and perform. And as Dad says, they need to go and show they can win some of these games. What do you think? This is your chance to have your say. What type of impact will Sunday have on both teams? So both sets of fans, let's hear from you. 01419511025 And on Twitter, we are at ClydeSSB. Marco is a Celtic fan first up. What do you think, Marco? Yeah, I see seasons greetings, guys, as well, yeah. Yep, same to you. Um, hope you're all, all, all good. Um, yeah, I'd just, I'd just like to, to say, I've got two points, basically, if I could just make the first mm-hmm. one deal with that and go into the quick, second one quickly. The first one is basically listening to all the Rangers fans. Um, I think after the game on Sunday, they're getting a little bit too overexcited about how well they played against a half-fit Celtic team. Let's not, let's not forget that we started without a striker up front. Now, how many times have, have Rangers faced Celtic without a striker? Um, not only that, but you've got Johnny Hayes, um, who's a makeshift left-back that's not even fit. You've got Elia Nussi, who wasn't fit either. Um, so, really, the point I would make is that um, I think Rangers, you know, undoubtedly were the, the much better team for 60 minutes. But then when Odds and Edward came on, and we actually had a striker... We actually played better at that point, and also with ten men, and created um, a, a chance that, that, that you know that uh, Mikey Johnson should have, should have scored to, to actually win the game, possibly by two 0 
you know. So really, what I would say is that if Rangers fans want to get really a, a, a gauge on whether they've, how, how much they've caught up on us, then that will be revealed on the 29th of uh, December at Parkhead. Because if they can do the same to a full, a full, a full strength Celtic team at home, then I'll come on this programme here and hold my hands up and say, yeah, Rangers are definitely back now, you know. But at the moment, all they, all they did was play well against a half fit Celtic team. Well, I, I do take your point on board about, you know, Johnny Hayes in at left back, but he's played there before. Uh, Morgan had played three in the bounce uh, at centre forward and, and played particularly well. I do think that Edward did change it when he came on, Gordon. He gets a free kick right away. You can see that, obviously, the two centre halves were looking, thinking, well, here he comes, this is going to be a battle. Um, but if you look at Rangers, I thought Rangers played very, very well, just didn't have an end product. And they were missing probably arguably one of their best players in, in Davis in the middle of the park as well, so they can say that. Barisic uh, passed the fitness test. So it's all ifs and buts about, you know, a half-fit Celtic team. I thought El Yanusi looked right out of it. But at the end of the day, I think Marco's right. I think the proof will be in the pudding. Can Rangers take something out of that game and go to Celtic Park and get the victory? Because, as I said earlier, Gordon, they need to show a mental strength of how he win games, whether they play well or not. Unfortunately, it didn't happen for them on Sunday. Yeah, I think we got hung up a wee bit on, on personnel on the pitch. You know, if, if you want to go back to the first old firm game of the season at Ibrook, you know, Rangers didn't have Barisic or Hellander or Kent or Morelos or people like that in the starting lineup. So, you know, if Celtic don't have certain players, I don't think Johnny Hayes is noticeably worse than Bolingoli or Taylor. I thought he actually played okay the weekend. Um, is Edward perhaps the exception Ed- to that? Edward, Edward's the exception. Edward, Edward's an outstanding yeah. player. You could see the difference that he made. He gave Celtic a focal point at the top of the pitch. He allowed the ball to be played up to him. He held it better than Morgan did. He allowed the team to get 10 or 15 or 20 yards further <laughs> up the pitch. And crucially, he drew that foul from Conor Goldson for the free kick that led to the goal. So you can see the difference in Edward. I know the points Marco's making, but I mean, could we say here on the 10th of December for sure that, you know, is Edward going to be fit? Is Davis going to be fit? Could And all these games between now and a hectic December schedule between now and the 29th, could Morelos be injured? Could Scott Brown be injured? We, we, we don't know who's going to be there on the 29th. What we do know is the pressure will again be on Rangers because... If they were to lose again to Celtic for a second time in a month, for the third time in the season, there would be legitimate question marks asked of them. Marco, even though Odson Edward was missing and we fully accept he's a very important player, you still must have been surprised at how many sights at Fraser Forster's goal Rangers got. That must have come as a surprise to you. Are you talking to sorry, are you talking to me now? I am. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I did. Yeah, but just I just like to clear up something. But I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a statistician, right? But I can't think of any other major cup final between Rangers and Celtic where Celtic have started and they're starting eleven without a recognised striker. That's the point I'm making. Now, if Rangers had started the game yesterday without Morelos. For example, which is pretty much equaling out the fact that we didn't start with Edwards. How would they have played then? This is the thing, you know? And also, you've got to look at Johnny Hayes. Yes, he plays well in that position, but he's just come back from injury, so there's no way he could have been fully match fit or match sharp. And then on the other side, you've got um, Frimpong, who played actually a very good game, I thought, and nullified Kent. But he's, you've got an 18 year old playing his first 
old firm game, you know. So when you take all these factors into consideration, for me, it's it's no wonder that Rangers played so well against us until Edward came on, and then after that, it was a different it was a different game. To be honest with you, you know. Surely on Frimpong, Marco, you can't have it both ways. You can't be r- ranting and raving about how good he's been in previous weeks and hoping that he plays, and then when he does play, you, you use it as some sort of negative. Regarding Celtic It's not a negative It's just a fact that um, He's an 18 year old guy Playing his first old firm game So you know You just don't know How he's going to How he's going to perform Regardless of how well He's played In previous games You know Marco I don't think You can have the argument Coming in To say that Well he's 18 At the end of the day If you're you're 18 19 Whatever If you're good enough And the manager Thinks you're good enough These are the best games To play in And I think it was Andy Little That said it on Sunday the first one you play in is the easiest one to play, Gorn. It really is. I was 18 and played in the cup final. I was 18 and I played against Celtic. But I never looked and thinking, well, I'm only 18 here. I thought a young boy from Pong, I like him, you know I do, I'm a massive fan of him. I thought he had a good, good game until they get sent off. Uh, but I don't buy any excuses about a half-fit Celtic team and whatever. At the end of the day, they've got a massive squad there. They've got quality players. I just thought on the day Rangers, you know, Probably deserve to win the game But it's about taking chances And Celtic Took their chance And never mind Frimpong's performance And never mind Frimpong's red card His post-match interview Was worth the selection All on its own Oh my days <laughs> Is it a matter of time Before that stuff gets stamped out of him Roger <laughs> Or would you hope that he continues I think it's a matter of time To Celtic start pushing out merchandise With oh my days on it He's quite an enthusiastic character isn't he uh, Not many speak their mind the way he does Let's move on Thank you very much though to Marco on the line First up Paul is a Rangers fan How are you feeling a couple of days on Paul? Um. The way we, the way the way we lost, I guess you know, sixteen shots and goal, um, just took me back to a, a few people I phoned in already and said to you, it's a bit like I grew up in the nineties, so the Goremira and things like that. So I just think there was something over that goal, <laughs> like Clinton it felt like um, shot after shot. But you know, I think Rangers did did the best they could. Um, so I can't really can't really criticise that. Um, so yeah, I think. This season we've done well in Europe. I think you know, there's still an opportunity. We're close in the league, so there's there's still opportunities there. Um, if he'd asked me at the end of the day, well, would I rather have the league or the Betfred Cup? I take a league, so uh, then that's still to play for. But um, it was just two two points. See what you think of these. Um, just after watching the game, uh, first point Morelos. The guy tried and tried and tried, just wasn't going. Um, do you think? Now I'm not a stats person here either, but. Has he played 11 games against Celtic? I think he's yeah. obviously scored mm. a run. Chris Boyd, did he score one goal against Celtic? Yeah. Right? Walter Smith persistently didn't play him. Now, he probably didn't play him for a few reasons because I don't think he did much off the ball, I don't think, from what I watched. But um, do you think maybe it might be an idea for Rangers to go out and get another striker? I know it's, too, it's not going to work for December times game, but get another striker to play in these big games against Celtic and maybe... Use Morelos in a different way And my second point I'll let you digest that there My, my second point is Let's do that first then Paul Just to keep it separate <clears throat> um, This Morelos versus Celtic business We keep waiting on it going away But it, it simply won't Until such times as he manages to score against them Yeah I don't I don't agree with Paul About going out and buying another striker To play in the big games Morelos he, he, He's doing everything he possibly can He, he looks a bit he looks a bit nervous at times when he plays against Celtic because he's desperate to get that goal, Gordon. And and that's what you're judged on when you play with Rangers you, or you play with Celtic as a striker. You want to score in your old firm game. 
But you've got to give all the credit as going to the Celtic goalkeeper because how many times years and years ago did you watch Celtic dominating a game against Rangers chance after chance and Andy Gorham was producing world-class save after world-class save? That's exactly what happened. Yes, it would be nice for a boy to go and get his first goal against Celtic for him to take the pressure off and stop everybody talking. But he just has to dig deep. He has to get back out there and he has to go again. And it'll be interesting if he plays at Celtic Park the 29th if he's fit. If he's fit, I think he plays because he is a very, very good player. But the the problem just now is his record against Celtic. He needs to try and sort that out. What did you make of the chances, Roger? Because there were some very good saves in there from Fraser Forster. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of them all though. Did let's take the penalty aside because that speaks for itself. Did any of them really fall into the sitter category? I'm no, not, I'm not I, sure I if they did. Say, they're, they're chances without being sitters, I would say, Gordon. Um, you asked me on the show on Saturday for a prediction for the game, and I think I said two one to Celtic. My reasoning being Celtic had more match winners in the team. I didn't really include Christopher Julian in that, but for me, I said Rangers were too reliant on Morelos winning the game. If he's not going to score, who is going to score? And I think it's slightly unfair that Morelos is at the centre of this post-mortem, if you like, by Rangers supporters. Because Morelos, he's brave, he takes chances, he makes himself available, he gets into positions. And other people need to give Alfredo Morelos a wee help out. You know, Ryan Kent costs £7 million. Ryan Kent didn't do very much in the final on Sunday. Uh, Ditto Joe Aribo. Ditto Scott Arfield Hence the two of them You know I think one was taken off And one might well have been taken off People like that Need to start standing up And taking a bit of the heat off Alfredo Morelos Roger this is where Sorry for interrupting This is where I think You've got to take a bit of encouragement If you're Morelos If you're a striker Gordon You're playing in these games And you walk off that pitch And you sit in the dressing room After a game You think I never got one sniff at goal there I never got a chance at goal I think you'd be disappointed Whereas you're looking and you're thinking, do you know what? Top class goalkeeping stopped me from scoring today. Does the fact that it's the 11th game against that opposition though perhaps take some of that positivity away? Um, Yeah, he'll he'll still still look at the negatives thinking, you know, when am I going to get that first goal? Obviously, that he's looking for. But I would be more more encouraged thinking, do you know what? Seen another day, you know, I would probably have scored one or two goals there. But the goalkeeper was brilliant. Paul, what was your other point? Yeah, other point. Thanks for that. That was a good wee interesting debate there. Um, just to go back and Roger with one thing. You said there, you know, take the heat off you know, Arfield and everything else. Um, get that. But they guys are, you know, Arfield not paid for a different type of role in creating goals. Morelos is paid to score goals, in my opinion. But that's just my thoughts on it. I think I agree what you're saying. He does one hell of a job, and he has. But again, the proof's in the pudding how many goals are scoring. And scoring in these types of big games but anyway my second point uh, the Betfred Cup what's your thoughts on this 2016 Rangers beat Celtic in the semi-final Celtic sacked Ronnie Dyla brought a new team in and well you know what happened after that do you think if Rangers had won that Betfred Cup that the money would have been spent by Celtic or that's my thoughts on it I'm thinking could this actually play into their hands because maybe Celtic saying well actually we don't need to do much here we'll, we'll go and win this league yeah, I see. I can I see where Paul's coming from. That was the Scottish Cup, remember, yeah. Roger. But in terms of the impact, <laughs> what, what do you think in terms of what Celtic do now? Paul, is it from a Rangers perspective? He's hoping they get complacent and think, oh, well, we've won yeah. the cup and we. Yeah, well, 
Neil Lennon's already said he, you know, we're talking about always talking there about another striker for Rangers. Neil Lennon, I think, wants to add another striker for Celtic. In the last three games, as Daz was saying, he's had to play Lewis Morgan at centre forward, which you know Lewis Morgan's a, a willing, able young man, but he's not really a centre forward who can fulfil all the things that a centre forward needs to do. So I think Neil Lennon wants another striker in January. He's already said he will speak to the board, ask them to push the boat out and try and keep Fraser Foster. On a permanent basis beyond the summer So that would be two signings at least So and I'm not sure there's going to be that complacency with Celtic Because yes they won the cup at the weekend But they'll also have seen how close Rangers came to winning it Thanks to Paul for giving us his thoughts on Rangers after Sunday We're going to hear from Rangers captain James Tavernier He's coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard The fallout from Sunday's League Cup Final Still very much upon us But of course no time to feel sorry for yourself If you're a Rangers fan Or to think about it too long If you're a Celtic fan Albeit Celtic's game On Thursday Perhaps not carrying The same meaning But we go straight on To the next one That's the way it is In this part of the world At the moment On Twitter At Clyde SSB Max says We take it in the chin We played them off the park But it wasn't our night As for Morelos I was worried if he did score He'd get himself sent off With his celebration Because you can see How much he wants to score Against Celtic Hats off to Forster He was immense And whiskey for breakfast Says players missing or just back after a spell out for Celtic Edouard Taylor, El Yanoussi, El Hamed, Griffiths, Bolingoli, Hayes Rangers missing Davis is not even close to being comparable And they still lost Those are some of the views coming in at Clyde SSB on Twitter uh, Let's hear from Rangers captain James Tavernier He says he's confident Rangers time will come after their display on Sunday He also says it's mind-boggling that the officials didn't disallow Christopher Julian's goal All the lads Put everything into the game. We left everything out on the pitch. Obviously, just looking back at their, their goal and just really disappointed that the, the linesman didn't catch three of their players offside. You know, it was their only chance on target. You know, at the time, I didn't didn't realise how how blatantly the the goal was offside. It's, it's mind-boggling how the officials didn't see that. Not one of our players is deeper than any three of them at any point when that free kick's taken, even when it comes into the box. So it just you know that hurts and. You know, it's just disappointing because we, you know, we created so many chances, and we obviously Fraser and Nett kept him, kept him in the game. He was making incredible saves, but our team, you know, will bounce back. You know, from the display that we put in there, our time will come, and you know, we just it's obviously hurting everybody, you know, including myself. But we'll bounce back. We ask why you didn't take the penalty. It's just a decision that was made. You know, um, we all have full belief in Alfredo. You know, he, he had a great game. You know, but Fraser was on top form today. You know, kept him in the game. You know, I know Fraser, um, I know Alfredo bounced back, and we'll move on. Yeah, I was listening and talking there, but I, I go with his manager after a game. I sat and I listened to Stephen Gerrard speaking about the the goal, Gordon, and he didn't make any excuses about the offside. He was talking about it was a silly free kick to give away in a position that Edward, you've got to say, was going nowhere. And then the big talking point He says We've still got to defend it better Well to be fair He did point out That he was hoping At that level At the top level of the yeah, game That but, but, you get those decisions right I, I don't I, think he was I think I, I think that he was right to say Whether that decision Goes for you or against you You've got to defend That situation better And he did come out And say that And I totally agree with him Now I just think 
It was such a hard call for the, the referee and the assistant I really do Does that mean you disagree with James Tavernier's assessment That it was mind-boggling? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was mind-boggling I can understand that the goal was given Because the referee and the assistant have only got one look at it As I said Gordon, when I watched it for where I was sitting I never thought at one point that looks offside to me. And James Tavernier said it himself, and you don't. See, there are no Rangers hands go up or anything. Nope. That's not to say that it, that, it, that it was or it wasn't, but, but it just tells you about how close it was. Yeah, and then by the by the fact that we can get replays there at Hamden, then you look at it, and I do think that it was offside. But I really have sympathy with the officials because I think it was such a tight call, um, and unfortunately for Rangers, they were punished. But I still think they should defend. The box better uh, And then Worry about An offside decision Roger I know you're a Student of the game You'll have been poring over All the stills And different angles well, And know, diagrams That have been drawn well, speak, give, us the, the, give us the answer but, but Part of the problem problem of it Is a problem Is that We're now spoiled On a Saturday night After Daz is his weekend bath He sits down to watch Match of the day And every game Has a VAR incident nowadays Whether it's a VAR For a goal whether it's a VAR for an offside, whether it's a VAR for a handball, and every decision is analysed and may or may not be changed. And then in a big cup final at Hamden on Sunday, there was an offside goal which VAR would have chalked off, but we don't have VAR in Scotland. There's no point in anybody, you know, crying over Spelman. We don't have VAR. So the goal was given. Linesman didn't make the mistake on purpose. He's a human being the same as the rest of us. I've even seen people in the last couple of days. And it goes back to you know what Stephen Mill was talking about in the show on Saturday with Kevin Nisbet's retaking penalty for the Infirmland against Morton. People claiming the penalty, Morelos' penalty should have been retaken because Fraser Foster was off his line and people are posting still images of just as Morelos' foot hits the ball, there's Foster, you know, a couple of feet off his line and VAR would have had a retake of that penalty as already done in the English Premier League. So part of the problem is that everyone knows the technology exists but as things stand The technology hasn't been embraced In Scottish football And there still to me Doesn't look to be The hunger among clubs Even among a club that feels wronged By a decision or two on Sunday There hasn't been a great rush To demand the introduction of VAR in Scotland yet The thing Roger talks about it Gordon But what I've, this is just a, a personal thing Having viewed many of these instances Down in the English Premier League there have been plenty of offside decisions Which I thought would go one way And VAR has <laughs> somehow managed to find that line that, that swings it the other way So this idea that we're all going to be in agreement Or, or we're going to get the right outcome because of it pff, I, I just don't see how that, I'm, that can I've, be the case I've got case. to say Gordon I'm not a fan of VAR I don't think it's been a positive thing in England I think a lot of the managers are now out complaining um, The players I, I think are out complaining about it You're right, decisions um, but I just think that the goal, for instance, uh, on, on Sunday, I just think at the end of the day, they give the striker, well, centre-half, the benefit of the doubt. I think it's a terrific ball in. Rangers don't defend it. And Julian, what a finish you've got do, to say. Do, a do you not know, you know think, think the biggest mistake in the whole episode was a concession of the free kick in the first place? Yeah, by but, Conor but, Goldson. But, yeah. but what, the, what happened was... See, to be honest with you, Rod, you can actually see the two centre-halves looking at the uh, the bench and Edward appears and you can actually thinking, oh, here he comes. Yeah. We're, we're in for... And no disrespect to young Morgan. Morgan tried as, as hard as any other player on the pitch, but he just wasn't on it. He couldn't get Celtic up the pitch. minute Edward comes on, 
The tackle went in right away It was like a frightened tackle yeah. He doesn't need to make that tackle But it's a good striker but play Going back to my favourite interview From Pong last night in the show Explaining why he had to take down Morelos Morelos is about to score a goal I need to take him down I need to foul him If I get a red card so be it Conor Goldson didn't need to come in mm. that foul Stand up Let Edward do so He's not going to score from out there Neil is a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld What do you think Neil? Yeah just as you're What you're all saying there About the VAR I, I don't think he should come in at all I mean, okay, I'm a Rangers fan, and and yeah, it was offside last year, but five or six times, and uh, yeah, you could you, you could go to VAR, but yeah, then you have to go to VAR for uh, the two Morelos ones that you, you thought were penalties, and I think BT uh, said to them that no, they weren't uh, penalties. Um, you know, he's, he's diving and things like that. You know, and you say, well, is this going to go on? You know, the way the English clubs do. You know, you're celebrating a goal. For five minutes And then Then it's uh, ruled off You know So it, it caused riots It would cause riots uh, If it happened in Saturday If that happened Should have been You know That's and, uh, the, the thing about it Roger is the, the This idea about you know, Sucking the emotion out of it You would probably learn To live with that If it somehow led to Always getting the outcome that, that everyone accepted was right yeah, But that and, still doesn't happen no, So then right. you've got that, Two that, problems That's why football people South of the border Are still a lot of them are still against VAR because I think when they announced VAR was coming in, I think everyone thought, "Oh, this is this is it. This mm. is a solution to all the woes of English football." And especially offside because you were always yeah. you were always sort of taught, "Well, it either is or it isn't." You know, yeah. it, but exactly. it, st- it still has not managed to fix that. A hundred percent correct. So the technology that we thought was there maybe isn't quite there to be 100% spot on correct every time and I think that's what annoys football people you know you heard I think it was a Norwich Sheffield United game on Sunday afternoon both managers were complaining about the VAR which is you know a new thing so I think there's still a lot of ironing out to be done with the system What about the performance from your team Neil how much confidence do you take from it going forward? Yeah, I think we could take a lot of confidence from it. We've got to, we've got to turn that up for that every week. You know, we're going to that game. But we're we're very nervous of how we start, and it just kept on going on and on. We were great, but once we hadn't scored before half time, I thought this looks bad. One, they'll get one shot to go, and they, they scored from it, and that's what happened, you know. And then you know we just couldn't get back into it again. But we get we had a few chances, but you know there was two two Celtic players on that on. On our game yesterday And that was Ayer at the back And, and Foster The goalkeeper You know It was just tremendous Yeah I think Gordon Wants the The, the drama The controversy Is always going to surround The the goal Immediately In the mm. aftermath of the game But then as time goes on Perhaps Stephen Gerrard Would be turning his attentions to Why could Rangers not hurt Celtic more In the 30 minutes of the game When, when they had the man advantage Well it was actually more than that Gordon uh, It was 34 yeah, or time something added Time added on um, I, I think the uh, at that point when We'll go back to it Is that a penalty miss Or a great penalty save So you can argue either way I'm not bothered The ball doesn't get in the back of the net But I think the belief Goes out of Rangers from there the, 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 It just looked like they were thinking This is never going to be our day Because um, if they score What a what a lift to get Back in the game 1-1 one man advantage They're thinking We can go on here And press on And win this But the minute that penalty kick Never went in the back of the net The belief went from him Good man Neil Thank you very much for the call Let's move swiftly on And hear from Alistair Who's also a Rangers fan Hi Alistair Good evening Gordon One Gordon Two And Roger Hi Good evening guys It's just regarding Thursday That's possibly the best thing That could happen to Rangers And that's a test on Thursday And if Gerard can pump it into them to keep their heads up after Sunday and they do all right Thursday 
I don't see why they should just keep it going for the rest of the season. Never mind the next few weeks until we play Celtic at Parkhead late December. Yeah, they've got a lot of a lot of big games to come up and bounce back from, and um, no bigger than Thursday night, Gordon. A packed house at Ibrox, a great opportunity to go through, and the last thirty-two. And then they go away to uh, for Park. Um, that is going to be a real toughie on Sunday, because Motherwell are banging form, playing very well. Um, so there's a lot of big games coming up for both sides before they actually meet each other on the 29th at uh, Celtic Park. So a lot of good football. But Rangers will be looking for that encouragement on Thursday night mm. to go and get a real positive result. I, I'm going to take an issue with one thing there, and you two can shout me down because I know your backgrounds. I don't think Motherwell are playing particularly well. I saw They're them winning the games, Roger. Yes, that's a completely different argument. Mm-hmm. They've won three games in a week. They've scored eight goals and haven't conceded any. And maybe that's a good sign that they're not playing well but still winning games. But I don't think they're playing well. I saw them on Saturday against Hearts. They won one nil. They get through it against a poor Hearts team. I've seen Motherwell play a lot, lot better and not win mm-hmm. games. And Motherwell for me will need to raise their game if they're, if they're going the, to keep the, that the, winning the, run going. The thing is, well, where I'll, I'll go your argument there then is. You know, what would you rather do? Would you rather play oh, well, win no, games? No, 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 you're th- right. I think you'd rather win games. Yeah, I think that uh, the reason I'm saying Motherwell's got to be a difficult game for them is because Motherwell have got the confidence of going yeah. and winning games, whether they're playing good yeah. or bad. So it shows you they're doing something. What right. about Alistair's initial point regarding Thursday, Roger? Alistair's interpretation of it is it's actually it's a good thing because you've got such a big game on Thursday and you have to pick I, yourself up for it. I, I and know, that can surely work both I, ways. I know what Alistair means, and I think Rangers will win the game in Thursday. I think Rangers will top the group I think Rangers and Celtic will be seeded in the draw For the last 32 of Europa League Which will be fantastic for Scottish football Going forward, I agree with that I think Motherwell, noon on a Sunday At Fur Park, against a team that Might not be playing brilliantly well, but is brimming With confidence because they've had three wins in a week I think Motherwell will be a harder task Than young boys on Thursday night And I think I know the point Alice is making, obviously Rangers Rather win the game on Sunday, but they now Have a point to prove and I think they'll go out and beat young boys. Alistair, no danger in your mind at all that there's a bit of a hangover from Sunday or a dent to confidence or whatever it may be? It all depends how they're psychological Gordon. psychologically Gordon, but at the same time, I think Gerard will need to more or less tell them to keep their heads up, keep calm, go for it at the start, and if it doesn't work off immediately, just play and try and bind for time. If they lose the same way on Thursday, I'm be totally unhappy. Because Sunday's one of the better performances. I've seen them have against Celtic along them, and they can beat. That's the way the cookie crumbles at times. Well, that, that, that's the challenge of playing for a team like Rangers at a time like this. You go from perhaps being in tears on Sunday or being distraught on Sunday, and you simply have to pick yourself up and go again. On a huge stage A couple of days later Yeah And it's at home as well Gordon uh, In front of 49, 50,000 Rangers supporters Will be there Cheering them on I think they will Get over the disappointment Of um, Sunday I, But I don't I don't buy into Alistair's You know If if they're losing Thursday Playing the way they played Against Celtic Then he'd be fine with that I don't understand that Because you've got to get A winning mentality that's why Celtic are where they are. That's you, you, you looked at Celtic, they were well below par on uh, Sunday, but all credit goes to the way Rangers played and got at them. But they still find that way to win. Rangers have not got that in their locker yet, but they need to find it somewhere because this season, for me, I think Rangers have got to win silverware and already the League Cups at Celtic Park. So there's only the league and 
Obviously the Scottish Cup Gordon And I think it's important That they've got to show That they can win things From a tactical perspective What did you make of Steven Gerrard's substitutions Particularly after that penalty miss You're right The confidence seemed to drain From Rangers after the penalty miss In that last Did you say 34 minutes or so Yeah You know Greg Stewart Who scored two goals Off the bench the previous week Isn't used Shea Ojo Who's been More or less a first pick For long spells of the season Wasn't used But Brandon Barker Seem to you know be used from from nowhere. Defoe up with Morelos, which hasn't really been done by Rangers very mm. often at all. I can understand the surprise, but it changes. Yeah, I was. I can. Un- I think Stewart could have come on when you're playing against ten men. You've got to make that pitch as big as you possibly can. I totally understand why he's brought Defoe in because he's again the guy that a half chance he can get back get you back in the game. But yeah, uh, Barker um, didn't appear to me like he was going to change the game for him. Roger, to be honest with. You. Thank you very much to Alistair on the line Ideal time for you to get in touch 01419511025 And we could be speaking to you after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB As well as on the phones Yas has sent us a tweet Yas with an exclamation mark uh, he thinks you're talking nonsense Roger uh, He says Shouldn't take VAR to notice the offside The linesman's in the best position I could see they were all standing offside Before the ball was kicked And it never changed Says Yas um, On Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Third frame has said it for months now I expect Celtic to be at least six points clear in the league By the evening of 29th December Watch, watch this space There's, a, there's some really interesting games Between now and then Because Daz was touching on You know The fact that Rangers Have got to go to Motherwell well, Obviously Rangers Have got to go to Celtic Park as well But, but Neil Lennon was making the point At the I think it was his press conference Yesterday When he was talking about Resting players for clues On Thursday night Because Celtic have got Hibs, Hearts and Aberdeen In the space of seven days uh, Don't worry Not everyone thinks You're talking nonsense Though Hugh agrees with you And he's a Motherwell fan He says we're not playing well At the minute But we're getting results Need to improve on Sunday Against Rangers I said to my mate If we play like that They will destroy us So there we go You're getting a bit of backing I actually thought about you today Roger It's um, not oh. something I generally do In my spare time I must admit um, But when the Scottish FA announced That the tickets were going on sale <laughs> For the game against Israel I actually uh, tweeted about this You have been Very keen over the last few weeks To make sure that they were Priced sensibly Go on then Give us the big Much. verdict We've all been waiting on it Well I'll give you the big verdict After I'll give you the big preamble Because <laughs> Shortly before the SFA Published The ticket prices for this I got a very nice phone call This morning From the SFA Telling me they were about to publish these And They were making the point to me That I had been something of a A critic of their Pricing policy in the past And perhaps I wanted to change my tune this time So I happily tweeted because the SFA If I can give them abuse when they get it wrong I need to give them credit when they get it right And they have got it right this time Scotland versus Israel March 26 £5 for kids £15 for concessions I think is it £20 for travel club members And the very most expensive ticket If you're just walking in off the street You're not a supporters club member £25 to watch a Nations League Semi-final And a chance of Scotland Getting within 90 minutes Of a major finals Well done SFA I believe Ian Maxwell Was pushing very hard To get these prices And they deserve a bit of credit Even you'd pay that wouldn't you? No 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 no. No. If Roger taps you a tenner? No I would would keep the tenner And bag my way in By the way with that here You could maybe get a concession 15 quid 
Over oh, 65 no, I'll get a freebie That's the one thing about me Roger <laughs> Anyway Hamden But on Sunday Let's speak to John Who's a Celtic fan in Paisley Giving us his verdict Hi John Hi there How we doing? Good thank you John What's your point? I understand that I think we can all agree That uh, Lewis Morgan Done it his best game, uh, Weekend And he's maybe know the answer just now But I don't think the midfield Helped him out to the weekend either Rangers started a lot quicker Than we did and we didn't have the answer at all. You're, I don't know many times Johnny Hayes at the back of Reeve Frimpong was looking for somebody to come in from the centre midfield to in to take the ball as they usually do. We were way off the pace, and that's what's quite concerning. I don't, well, I don't know what you think about that. Why, why, why does that happen tactically, Gordon? They obviously, everyone knows that a lot of it comes through Scott Brown, so you, mm. you try and pay him close attention first. Is it then up to the McGregors and the Christies to make sure that? Yeah, they're but, available for but, but I think I think tactically I think Rangers uh, Obviously done their homework With the fact that Morgan was playing up front Because early on Gordon Right from the first off Rangers pressed high up the pitch Making Fraser Foster kick the ball Now he's kicking the ball onto Morgan And he's never going to win it In a million years In the air And then Rangers were picking up The second ball in the middle of the park I.e. that's why they were getting So much possession So tactically I think Rangers Right from the off Got it right and Celtic just looked and, and you talk about Christie Ryan Christie's a player that needs If he's going to be the player that he is On a big game He needs a centre forward to hold the ball up He then makes his runs off of that He goes in behind for even the second ball If he goes back to a midfield player Like McGregor He'd go and play his next one in But unfortunately for young Morgan And it was a real difficult job for him Because some of the balls were getting played up to him was impossible to hold up, Gordon. I don't know if it was conditions that were playing a big part in it as well. I don't want to make excuses for because it's the same for both sides. But I just, Lewis Morgan probably had one of his poorest games because I thought it was a hard, hard job for him. So, based on what you're saying, John, are you concerned about the performance? Because I've seen a lot of Celtic fans saying, well, we won and we weren't even at our best. So, what's concerning about that? But That's good. You dug in, we win. But you're saying about Morgan obviously if you're going to go long then your midfield you can't play a short game they did press us so you've got to go long then you take your midfield up and help them you win the second balls that are no winning that's concerning they didn't see that that they had to push up to help them a wee bit more I think, yeah, I think John I agree was, with that. Johnny was it, was it, was it this time last year that Mikey Johnson played up front at Ibrox exactly. in the defeat so sometimes these things happen sometimes needs must I'm sure Neil Lennon wouldn't have wanted to have asked young Lewis Morgan to go and play out a position up front, but circumstances dictated that that did happen. And listen, it's difficult to say. You talk about the likes of Forrest or McGregor or Christie. Players are allowed to have a bad game from time to time. You know, Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva, they did have a great game on Saturday night in the Manchester Derby and lost. So these guys, I think they've turned up time and time and time again for Celtic in the big games, and they've won the big games. Didn't have a good game at the weekend Any of them With the exception probably of the goalkeeper And the two centre halves But They're all home with winners medals I think I think the big turning point is Gordon I thought Rangers dictated the game I thought the tactically they got it right um, Whether conditions played a part in that in the first half or not I don't know As I say Don't use excuses for the conditions But it wasn't until The midfield I thought the Celtic midfield The minute the penalty kicked in Doesn't get in you see Scott Brown organising the middle of the park And they decided to say to Rangers Come on then, 
We're going to be organised here We're going to go and work as hard as we possibly can Can you break us down Because they get two banks of four And Brown then come on his own as a leader He started organising people about Shoving people into spaces And Rangers had no answer to it But I do agree I think early on Rangers did have the better of the game They certainly did But they bossed the middle of the park Because I think tactically they got it right Give you the final say John Oh, I totally agree with what they're saying there, aye. But it's, it's quite concerning that when the two were right and left back had the ball, we'd no, nobody sent a mid drop and look for it as they generally do. Aye, you can have a bad game, but you don't. You shouldn't be having a bad game against Rangers in a final. Well, I, 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 if you look at the overall game, who would you have given pass marks to uh, played with Celtic, really? You're looking at the goalkeeper was absolutely fantastic. Frimpong until the sending Frimpong, off, maybe. Frimpong, I thought, handled the occasion brilliantly, Gordon. I really did. Um, he takes one for the team and it, it works out perfectly for him. Uh, I thought Ayer was his usual, took a bit of cramp, had to play it right back as well, changed positions a couple of times. But apart from that, I didn't see any. Because El Yanissi, for instance, doesn't half, look fit. The team. last half hour, Big Beaton played well. Mm-hmm. When he came on, you know, Beaton is actually turning into a centre half, isn't he? Yeah. Hardly ever seen in his original position maybe, now in that old midfield role. Maybe over the piece, Roger. It, it was just the type of game that didn't actually suit individuals because as dominant as Rangers were, and as much as everyone acknowledges that, Ryan Jack, I think the consensus is he was he was very good. Morelos obviously got in good positions, um, but but there still weren't a whole host of Rangers players either that you would say had outstanding individual performances. It was more of a team. I thought Ryan Jack was poor. Oh yeah, I, I don't. You're the think. only one I've seen who thinks that. I don't. That's I, 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 that's I, your, that's yeah, yeah, I didn't look at Ryan Jack and think he's going to turn this game. He's going to influence this game. I didn't think. Uh, do, oh, sorry. Did you see Ryan Jack? Yes. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Yes, Ryan Jack. I thought played. <laughs> it was Ken. I was talking about Ryan Ken. My apologies. <laughs> I thought if you look at Rangers, apart from Ryan Jack in the middle of the part, especially first half, I thought he was excellent. Thank you. You look at Aribo. You look at Arfield. You look at. Um, Kent, it was just that, more of a team effort I thought Yeah in that, yeah, There was no the individuals was Apart from him In the middle of the park uh, Than Ryan Jack And Morelis mm-hmm. obviously Had his own battles With Fraser Foster Did they Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Anyway it's beat the pundit time It's your chance to win a sign ball If you can get more questions right Than Roger minus one Or Gordon DL Now is the time to phone 0141 951 1025 Don't hang about The lines for beat the pundit Close at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Still looking back on Sunday's League Cup Final at Hamden Lots of fallout as expected From a game of that magnitude So keep the calls coming uh, What about you Hearts fans We're going to hear from your new manager For the first time as well It's 01419511025 We are also on Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's do this first Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football it is Beat the Pundit time It's your chance to win a sign ball If you can take advantage of Roger Hanna Or Gordon DL Let's meet tonight's contestant One of them We'll be up against Stephen from Air How are you tonight Stephen? How are you doing Gordon? Not too bad at all How are you? Confident? Uh, so and so we'll see So and so we'll see Translated as I'm confident if I don't get Roger <laughs> Hanna yeah. uh, Let's toss the coin and find out Who it's going to be Heads it is Roger Hanna And tails it's Gordon DL 
And it's tails It's back to you Gordon It was Roger last week wasn't it? Okay He was in good form uh, last week I must say uh, But it is Gordon this time So what we're going to do is give Gordon some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way he cannot hear us Give me the thumbs up Yes he is uh, Stephen you've got 30 seconds You're going head to head with Gordon You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Right let's do it which former Rangers player is the current assistant of Australia? Pass. What is the name of Hart's new manager? Pass. Who did Morton face tonight at Capolo? Yeah. Who is the current president of the SFA? Pass. Which team is currently third in the Scottish Premiership? Motherwell. Which Scottish Lowland League team plays at Shieldfield Park? Pass. Where did Chris Boyd begin his playing career? Commander. Okay, let's bring Gordon back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Great. Gordon, Same yeah. set of questions to you. You ready? Yeah, go on. Which former Rangers player is the current assistant of Australia? Greg Moore. What is the name Greg of Moore. Hearts' new manager? Daniel Stendhal. Who did Morton face tonight at Capolo? Dundee United. Who is the current president of the SFA? Uh, you might as well. Which team is currently third in the Scottish Premiership? Motherwell. Which Lowland League team plays their home games at Shieldfield Park? Pass Where did Chris Boyd Begin his playing career Kamala Which former Celtic player Won Middlesbrough's Player of the year In 2010 and 2012 Middlesbrough Player of the year No idea Okay What do you think Stephen You've heard the competition Are you confident No chance I think he's done me 5-2 or something No chance He's five. He's even predicting The score right Let's find out Which former Rangers player Is the assistant With Australia Roger Is it Kevin Musket it's Tony Vidmar Oh is it? Oh, there we go. Even Roger, I get that Listen if, Well there we go That tells you all you need to know Roger didn't know So it's clearly a difficult one The name of Hart's new manager Is Daniel Stendel. Gordon got it And goes 1-0 in front uh, Stephen I actually double checked Because you, you almost confused me AR are playing tonight But they're playing a broth uh, It is Dundee United Here at Capolo So Gordon got that To go 2-0 in front Roger the president of the SFA Is Rod Petrie yeah. Oh Oh, I was thinking Chief Executive Chief Executive yeah. uh, Which team is third in the Scottish Premiership It's Motherwell You got that one right Stephen Unfortunately so did Gordon uh, Which Lowland League team plays at Shieldfield Park It's Berwick Oh in the league You must have so played there I won a league there With Ayr as a manager You can't even remember the name of the stadium No Wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> somehow though, Stephen, he's three one up on you. Uh, at which club did Kilmarnock? Be- I did well, give the answer away. Chris Boyd <laughs> began his playing career. It was Kilmarnock four two, and the former Celtic player who won Middlesbrough's Player of the Year in twenty ten and twenty twelve. Was it Barry Robson? It was Barry Robson. Oh, I never got that. Stephen, you were right. You only got two, uh, but Gordon didn't quite get the five. You predicted it was a four for him. So four two to Gordon Hardlines. Right, thanks very much. Unlucky, Stephen. You just come up against a guy in form again. I'm not sure. I think that was four two is a good victory yeah, away from home. Right, but I'm looking at some of the ones you got wrong. It doesn't matter. It's not about getting wrong. It's about getting right. Four. No, but you're always looking to, just to see if you're a man at the top of his game. That's just that's not what I witnessed there tonight. It's away from home. It's a Weather conditions are poor It was a comfortable <laughs> Weather conditions are poor <laughs> 22 and a half degrees In the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Studio Right keep the calls coming 01419511025 
A uh, couple of big games in the Championship actually well, there Just are, as yeah. we mentioned on Beat the Pundit I don't know whether Stephen was an A United supporter or no, not No he was not It's a big game for them at home to Arbroath tonight A couple of back-to-back defeats They've gone from second to fourth in the Championship And Fermland and Inverness now both above them They need three points tonight just to steady things I would say uh, As for the United I think it's six consecutive wins in the Championship And against an out-of-form Morton team I think if they get seven tonight, they'll be well on top, as indeed are Liverpool, champions of Europe, just taking a 1-0 lead in Salzburg. Morton Dundee United's one to look out for, because that's George Bowie versus his breakfast show producer. So you see, that's their allegiances, and you'll just see which one's got bragging rights tomorrow morning when you get up, so... There we go uh, Right 01419511025 is the number We are on Twitter as well Let's go straight back to the phones We're about to hear from Some of the other players Who featured on Sunday Let's hear from William In Port Glasgow First though Hi William Hi good evening guys Hello um, First of all actually Before, before I'm a point uh, Gordon Dale I'm actually pretty pleased you, um, you corrected yourself Over your Ryan Jack opinion Because I was sitting on the end of the phone Absolutely nearly Skewing <laughs> when you said He didn't play well Yeah I, I apologise William I was thinking that Gordon I was on the Ryan Kent situation I got it completely wrong That's the thing Listen everybody's got opinions And, and that's fine I, I was just thinking Surely not Surely he doesn't think That Ryan Jack I, was poor on Sunday But Yeah you, I thought you, Ryan got Jack there played very Especially first half <laughs> Yeah, but obviously I, I agree Ryan Kent didn't play well at all. Um, but um, obviously on my point, it was um, obviously still, oh, it's only just 48 hours on from the full-time whistle, obviously still feels raw, pretty heartbreaking and devastating we didn't win because we did play so well. But obviously big game on Thursday night. My only concern obviously going forward after Thursday night, um, because we need to get back on track really quickly and there's a lot of big games, particularly away from home, you know, before... We go to Celtic Park on December 29th. We've got to go to Fir Park, Easter Road. We've got Kamarnock home Boxing Day. They're, they're tough games. I don't think we can afford to drop points in any of those games going into the old firm because, I, personally, I don't think Celtic will drop points. I think they've got an easy-ish run of games leading into that. And my only concern is what Sunday will do mentally for the rest of the team because it could work one way or the other. Some people react positively to a crushing loss like that. Um, and turn it into a positive Some other players dwell on it I'm just slightly concerned that Some players in the squad Might let it get to them They might think Well how can we play so well against Celtic Team that's been dominant in Scottish football the last few years And still not beat them I'm just worried that it might get to some players going forward What do you think of that Roger? Is that a possibility? Listen, it's a possibility As we said earlier on in the show I don't think we'll know whether it's a reality or not Until Mm -hmm. December the 29th at Celtic Park If Rangers can come out and perform the way they did on Sunday, then, you know, we'll know there's no hangover from it. If they come out and the heads are down because they've lost again to Celtic and and things don't go well for them at Celtic Park, then I think they've got a problem going forward. But, listen, it could go either way. It's difficult to predict, of course, because, listen, Hibs played very well at the weekend there, Mm. so you, you can't look too far ahead. But on paper, William believes... Rangers have the more difficult run to get to the 29th Would you agree? Uh, yeah I would uh, But I think Thursday night's a perfect game for Rangers I really do Gordon after Sunday's disappointment I think they'll come out the, you know, And I think they'll win the game I think there'll be a terrific atmosphere there A packed house I don't think there's a better game uh, Than Thursday night With the importance of it as well To get into the last 32 
Um, so I think that Steven Gerrard will be very confident his players will rise to the occasion and it won't be a case of you know feeling sorry for themselves because they can't allow that to happen they've got to just forget about Sunday and obviously look towards Thursday and then obviously a difficult away game at Fir Park Good timing William we'll get your thoughts on this if you hang on the line Scott Arfield also believes the Thursday night game against Young Boys is the perfect opportunity he says Alfredo Morelos won't need any special backing from his teammates after that penalty he's still confident they're on the right track for success Well we believe that we've believed that since uh, certainly since I've came in so uh, that's always been the message and obviously it's uh, it's disappointing that, that it's happened should have been our day because we deserve to win the, win the trophy but the fact is whenever so we move on as quickly as possible How tough is it going to be to, to move on given the manner of the defeat? When we've got a manager like we have we, we reflect it we talk about it and we move on quickly and I think uh, at this football club we need to do that as, as quickly as possible because we've got another huge game in Thursday and a huge game in Sunday so uh, we're under no illusions how, how tough the, the schedule is for us so this is just a, a setback and as I say as you reflect it in a couple of days and move on as how is Alfredo and do you have to as a squad rally around him given his day? No, not at all. Not at all. He's he's uh, he's took us took us so many holes this season. He's a he's a fantastic football player, a great character around it. So it's one of those things that everybody misses penalties and that is what it is. We we're we're, uh, we're fully back uh, fully behind him but I don't think he needs that. Um he's a character that, that he knows what he's all about, we know what he's all about, the fans know what he's all about and uh, he'll bounce back for sure. What do you think the impact might be on Alfredo Morelos William? Do you just start him again on Thursday? Does he take penalties if you get one on Thursday? What type of fallout will there be with regards to him? Um, I, I think he should start on Thursday. Um, I think he will start on Thursday. I, I think he'll, he's one of the players that I do believe can bounce back. You know, you don't score 25 goals by this stage of the season and not have something about you. Obviously, the the not scoring against Celtics obviously came back to haunt him again. Um, but I, I think he will start on Thursday. I think he has to start on Thursday night, um, and I think he will. And I think I think he'll still go on and score a lot of goals this season. I believe he can get to at least forty this season. I, I don't think that will affect him at all. Um, in terms of hitting a penalty again, I, I don't have any problems about hitting him hitting penalties in the future. I just think on Sunday, in that kind of occasion, given the chances he missed prior to it. Personally, I think he was the worst person on the pitch to be chosen to hit it. Um, despite him missing a couple of penalties recently, I still think Tavernier should have hit it. Um, I, I don't. I didn't. I, as soon as Morelos stepped up to hit it, I just had a feeling that he's not scoring this. I know Foster was off his line, but you know he still went the right way, and um, it wasn't a great penalty overall, to be honest. I don't think there's any fear about Morelos on Thursday night, Gordon. Put him back in. He's a guy that can score your goals. Um, I don't think he'll let it bother him. Uh, what happened on Sunday As I keep going back to being a striker You better walking off the pitch thinking I had six good chances to score a goal there Than walking off a pitch going I didn't, I didn't get a chance, create it for me I would rather have it the other way and say Well, I should have put the ball in the back of the net And I suppose but, especially if this is As some people believe a, a Celtic thing Then he, mm. he doesn't have that to contend with He knows fine well what he can do in, in Europe And against young boys and teams like that See, I, 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 I sort of disagree I wouldn't let him take the penalty kicks I know that centre forward should Because they're the goal scorers um, and I'm not just talking about Sunday Because when I watched his penalty kick on Sunday uh, It wasn't a good penalty at all It wasn't a confident penalty It was a He made it quite easy for a goalkeeper to get across and save it And all credit goes to Fraser Foster for that um, I would have kept I, I'm, I'm, I'm with William I'd have kept Tavernier on it I think he's the best striker of the ball uh, Everyone yes. said he'd missed too many I'm not, to- I'm, not, I'm not talking about Sunday Forget Sunday I'm not saying all of a sudden I now would revert back to say right okay 
We've given Morelos a go at this I would get revert back to Tavernier taking the penalty kicks I'm not bothered about Sunday I can understand that what Steven Gerrard was trying to do He's putting his centre forward in Who's banging But what's 25. changed then with regards to James I Tavernier? Think, I think it was changed This is funny I spoke to somebody this on Sunday morning And then it actually came to pass in the afternoon Weeks and weeks and weeks ago yeah. Stephen Gerrard and Gary McAllister Said they'd made a decision On what was happening with the Rangers penalties It's not had one since And they hadn't had one since And I said I'll just be like the thing If Rangers get a penalty this afternoon Who is going to take it? You know Because it doesn't sound to me As if it's going to be Tavernier And we didn't know Had Davis been fit Would it have been Stephen Davis To take it? Had he been on the park? But Stephen Gerrard said Of the 11 who were on the park Morelos was a designated yeah. penalty taker so And you can I, understand I why he's been designated penalty taker for 6 or 8 weeks yeah. They're just not at a penalty You can understand why Because at the end of the day He's your top goal scorer He's your centre forward to get. But I think a penalty kick's different See see Morelos for instance See when he goes through in goals Without thinking He's, he's terrific Instinctive you know, uh, he, uh, Yeah uh, He's absolutely terrific Gordon I just think that Tavernier As much as he has missed a couple I think he's a better striker of that dead ball if, than what Morelis is. If that's the case, is the next guy in the line not Borna Barisic to take penalties? Yeah, you, you could. You, yeah, you, you, you talk about, you know, the way he strikes the, the guy, ball. The way, yeah. you know, he strikes the ball similarly to Tavernier. And I agree with that. Mm. I think Morelos strikes the ball in, a, in, in an unusual way, even from open play, strikes the ball mm. in a strange way. Good man William Thank you very much For the call You said it yourself It's a busy schedule So make sure you stay in touch With us throughout that Let us know how you feel Your team are doing Let's hear from Callum McGregor He says the magnitude Of Celtic winning 10 domestic trophies In a row Has been overlooked He thinks it's because They're making it look A bit easier than it is He also says Sunday's win Is a big statement Going forward You know finals There's always pressure To win them anyway So you know We were going for, for 10 trophies in a row I think you know It was probably weighing On the players a wee bit Before the game And you know, obviously it Being against Rangers In it it adds a wee bit of extra spice on it as well so I just think for the main thing for us was to, to get over the line you know obviously we never played well by, by any means but um, you know to dig in and, and show that character and, and win the game was, was a big statement as well you know to show that consistency of you know winning 10 trophies in a row over you know three and a half seasons and it's been an incredible achievement and you know it's probably been overlooked a wee bit um, you know because we've been playing so well I think at times we, we make it look easier than, than what it is so I think obviously Sunday was again another statement to say look we never played well but you know, the winning mentality in this group is, is just unbelievable. So to, to get over the line again was, was incredible. It's easy to lie down and, uh, you know, and, and get beat and say, you know, well, it was a good run, nine, nine out of nine was fine. But listen, in, in, the, in that changing room, then, you know, the boys just don't know when they're beat. What do you make of that? Do people take it for granted a bit? Because winning trophies is just what Celtic do at the moment. Um, if they take it for granted, they shouldn't take it for granted. Um, this is an unprecedented run of success for Celtic. And you would think in 30 or 40 or 50 years time People will talk of this run of 10 successive trophies Or whatever the run ends at um, As being something special in history It's always when you're living through historic achievements I don't think you particularly appreciate They are historic achievements It's only later when you look back on them You appreciate the significance of them And I think when Callum McGregor's an older man He will look back on it and appreciate what the players, the team, the managers are achieving right now. I think it's one of their best wins, Gordon. Uh, basically because of, you know, you see the the way they celebrate it, how, how the game is built up, you know, because of Rangers going for a trophy for the first time in eight years, Celtic going for another trophy. The atmosphere was incredible. Celtic don't play well at all, but for 34 mm. minutes against 11 men v 10... 
they dug in so deep and you've got to say you've got to give them all the credit Cam McGregor's right they know how to win trophies and they know how to win games right you might need a pen and paper to take part in tonight's full time teaser it is an absolute cracker oh, it's no. got a Christmassy theme as is appropriate at this time of the year and it's a belter I promise you it's a really difficult one we're going to see how the guys fare I'll read the question to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com We said to Roger Hanna and Gordon DL Just before the break That tonight's question was a cracker And I meant it You're d- definitely going to need a pen and paper for this one Because John Smith has sent it in And he's looking for 11 players Who've scored 25 or more In the English Premier League and have the letters of the word Santa in their name. So, can you name ah. el- 11 players who've scored 25 or more English Premier League goals and they have the letters of the word oh, Santa uh, in their name? I hope, I hope John gets out a bit more over Christmas. Now, to be clear, Alan Shearer's no one Santa has got two A's, so they need two A's. Two one, A's. one A will not do. And does Rocky Santa Cruz, is he among them? Of course he is. Well done. That's one of 11 oh, This has got to be an absolute nightmare for me I think we're, we're talking <laughs> first and second names Yeah, yeah Alan Sumday Right, who's that? I'll con- I'm feeling generous since it is the season of goodwill And I'll confirm that there is one Alan in there Yeah, yeah, no yeah. But I don't know his second name Alan No, Shearer Is it? Uh, Smith Yes, Alan Smith Better to be lucky than good Gordon yes. DL oh, Alan Smith that. Former Leeds and Man United player Alan Smith He's got all the letters of Santa See it is as simple as that Rocky Santa Cruz Alan Smith mm-hmm. Any others? Not at the minute Oh god Okay One more clue Because this is difficult Think along the same Line of logic As you did with Rocky Santa Cruz I mean, why did you pick him, Roger? Because you knew straight away that the full Santa word, or, his name. or at least most of that word, altogether. No, penny not dropping. Is that not a good enough clue? No, not at the minute. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Oh, you've got your one for the night. I don't know why you're still looking. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm working hard here. Andy's a Celtic fan in Stirling. Hi, Andy. Hi, how are you doing? Okay. Good, Andy. What's on your mind? Uh, I'd just like to, to make uh, two or three points about the old Firm game mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday. Uh, one point I'd like to make is I think the debate between uh, who the better striker is between Odson Edward and Alfredo Morelos is out. It took Odson Edward 60 seconds to change the game. The second point I'd like to make is that, you know, being a, a, a footballer for Celtic or Rangers, you need to have a bit of class, not just in terms of your football ability, but as a person. And when you see Ryan Jack saying yes and celebrating when an 18-year-old kid's just been sent off in an old firm cup final, lacks a lot of class for me. And the other thing, and the last point, I was on last week and I said to uh, Gordon DL that I felt Celtic could put the reserves out on Sunday and beat Rangers. Given the fact that Neil Lennon said only three players turned up, would I be right, do you think? By putting the reserves out? 
Well, what I'm saying is he, he's saying that only three players turned up. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you've got to give credit to Rangers for that, have you not? Because they dominated most of the game. Well, I always remember going to watch Tommy Burns' team destroy yeah. Rangers and getting pumped at the end of the day, Gordon. Yeah, we Andy Gorham. There need to give us any any uh, praise for that. They said we were paranoid along with all those uh, decisions that went the wrong way. You know, sometimes you just get you know, you get the breaks that you deserve. Andy, I, I, I agree with you in the fact that I don't bother about, and I think Stephen Gerrard said it as well after the game about, oh, I'm not bothered about stats. It's about winning football games and important football games. And Celtic certainly know how to do that. Um, and, you know, you look at Rangers and I think as the game was going on, you're thinking and then the penalty kick comes. Yeah, I cannot. I can understand what you're saying about being a professional, but Ryan Jack's obviously emotionally caught up in things, and you know it's not the end of the world. He's he's only he's only want to win a trophy like every other Rangers player and supporter. Uh, I don't think he meant anything by the young boy. You know, at the end of the day, it was a sending off. But I just think that um, you know Celtic have got that. You know how he won Even when they're not playing and, well and, at all And class went out the window In old firm games Many years ago I've seen a lot worse Than Ryan Jack's reaction To Frimpong's red card If you look at Some of the antics of El Hadjouf Or Stefan Mahe Or people like that Over the years uh, Ryan Jack doesn't even make The top 50 No I, 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 I wouldn't point the finger at right. At the end of the day You can Look Rangers are t- It was so much pressure On that game on Sunday Because Rangers have got Bags of pressure To try and get some silverware uh, and they were so close And then all of a sudden You're thinking as a player On that part The game's finally It's turned Celtic are now down to 10 men We've got a penalty Probably in the back of the mind You're thinking it's 1-1 We can go on and win this now You're getting carried away So yeah As much as you don't like to see it I don't think it's the worst thing That ever happened <coughs> Do you want me to come back in Gordon? Or? Of course you can uh, You know what? It's not the worst thing, but given the fact this kid's 18 years old, probably devastated that he's just been sent off in his first old firm game. You know, um, I, I just I just think it, it shows a, a wee lack of class. Morelos was up to his old tricks again, kicking everything that moved. Um, you know, and, you know, <laughs> they just let themselves down. Stephen Gerrard has done a, a good job in there to try and build the brand again, because that's what has to happen. And there's certain guys letting them down. Uh, on, a, on a regular basis uh, the, the worry for Rangers now is Where do they go from here Because I, I know you're, you're going on about Sunday uh, Sorry about uh, Thursday uh, As regards young boys of Bern I'd be more worried about uh, going to Motherwell uh, At the weekend Because I'll tell you what Their season could be over by the end of December um, Well, only results will determine that uh, situation um, you know they've got a a few tough games as is Celtic, um, but I think Thursday night's a perfect game for Rangers. I really do, and they'll, they'll just the manager will take one game at a time. Uh, I think they'll win that game on Thursday night, and I think the encouragement and the the fact getting into the last thirty two um, will be a big added bonus for them, and it will be a difficult game. It's at Motherwell. Of that there's no doubt But if Rangers play at their best capabilities Then they should see that one out at Fir Park But they will need to play at their best To go to Fir Park and pick up three points Okay thank you Andy And Sterling on 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB Not had too many correct answers coming in On the 
teaser yet And that just tells you how difficult it is uh, Bing Bong Bing. has thrown a suggestion in there But I wonder how you guys are getting on We're looking for the 11 players who've scored 25 or more In the English Premier League And have the letters of the word Santa Within their name Guys like Rocky Santa Cruz You've also got Alan Smith Because he's got S-A-N-T-A Somewhere in his name Difficult one isn't it? Very difficult I'm struggling Well we're not flying through them tonight God I'm afraid No <laughs> It's uh, only, it's... Ni- only nine to go though Daz. Yes yeah We'll get there We'll get there Santa I'm still I've told you though I think Rocky Santa Cruz There's there's a guy who's almost got the full Word Santa In his name Together (laughs) Come on Seriously Seriously He is Spanish Oh that's good That's a good clue Arsenal Uh... Villarreal Oh Santi Cazorla Santi Cazorla There we go Okay so you've got Rocky Santa Cruz Santi Cazorla And Alan Smith Only 8 to go You'll squish it Only 8 more clues to go (sighs) Yeah Really tough one tonight Really tough one I must admit Uh, How's how's the Champions League going For anyone who's interested Roger No we don't spend too much time on it But just a nod 2-0 to Liverpool 9 minutes ago in Austria Against Redville Salzburg 2 goals in a minute It was early in the second half Naby Keita and Mo Salah with a terrific finish Salah's now through with Manny They're looking at tie it up with a third Just an idea on the goal wow. line And they just needed a point tonight in Austria To go through along with Napoli To the last 16 knockout phase They are there with a bit to spare uh, We'll get the full reaction with him on Thursday Gordon But I'm keen to find out what you made of your Old sparring partner Mark Wilson Was it Tactical genius To get his goalkeeper To score on Saturday well, Is it something, you, is it something you suggested He should maybe look at doing Or I've been having uh, Are you still advising him Behind yeah, the scenes Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm helping him out The boy needs as much help As he possibly can get uh, But that is a terrific victory And for your goalkeeper To score as well That's the goalkeeper now Joint top goal scorer At breaking <laughs> I, I It's not actually I, just I, know, anyone I, I spoke to the, the young Lewis McMahon on Sunday A very nice young man he is And he is absolutely loving the fact that he's uh, got the goal, he's getting a little bit of publicity. Um, have you seen the goal yet, Daz? No, I've not seen it's it. It's an absolute belter. <laughs> is it? He, he was upset because he tried to play it to a wide area to Paul McManus, who is the top scorer, I think. Yeah. And he hit it straight down the middle and he thought, oh, no, they're just going to counter this here. And it spun up off the soaking wet plastic pitch at fourth bank. Right over his opposition goal. I think it's plastic pitch at fourth bank, is it? Is yeah. It almost, almost no, no. I thought it was grass, is it? It was, no. yeah, they, they got, didn't they get voted best pitch in the SPFL oh, well, last season? Well listen, it certainly it took a bounce as if it was plastic I was looking and thinking it was a plastic pitch I take that back, Sterling Groundsman I will find some clarity on it But I'm sure last season or the season before It got best pitch in the SPFL Which would surprise me if well, it was Well uh, if it's a grass pitch then you've got to say It's a fantastic goal Get him playing up front Oh yeah, get him up front James is a Celtic fan from East Bright. Hi James Hi, hi guys, first of all um, I'm a Celtic fan, but also a Stenhouse Muir fan, and it's definitely a grass pitch. There we go. Brilliant. Well done, James. There you go. Um, so, look, my point is, I am a Celtic fan, uh, first and foremost, but um, my point is about Morelis and Sunday. I was at the game, and I kind of, I mean, look, of course, Morelis is one of these pitcher boys for Celtic fans who want to hate him and all the rest of it. I actually think he's actually a very good player. I genuinely do. I just wish that Stephen Gerrard could get him a bit under control. I think if his focus was on 
the game and try to score rather than the antics that go on with him. He'd be a fabulous player. I mean, I, I watched the Aberdeen game, for example, and the amount of times he went down so easily, rolling about, and actually very few of them became fouls. And the same on Sunday. I think he's more intent in seeing what advantage he can gain with a foul or a free kick or a, getting somebody booked. If he just focused on his game, he'd be tremendous. Yeah, I think I think you've been a bit hard on him, James. I think he's this season he's been excellent. Uh, he gets involved, but that's part of his game, and that's what he's there to do. He's not there to be, you know, everybody's pal and friend. He's there to go and try and win games for Rangers. Um, I think he is an excellent player. I've got to say, and as much as the, the jury's still out with the Celtic supporters saying, "Well, he's never scored against Celtic in the big games." But I think he is a, a very, very good talent. And I, sometimes if you take everything away from a player, then you lose a little bit. He's got a bit of aggression about him, but he's, he's tempered that this season. And I think for somebody to score 25 goals so far, is an incredible. And I think he will go on to hit round about the 40 goals. What, in, what incidents in particular annoyed you on Sunday then, James? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually not particularly annoyed with any instances. I mean, you know, we won the game and, and at the end of the day, you know, I'm actually genuinely not that bothered how you win a game. It's about, it's about winning the game. That's the only stat that really counts. But I think when you look even at the Aberdeen game in midweek, there was a number of times where he was going down, you know, almost kind of snipered, and, and yet no foul was given even. And, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm actually on here to, to, to praise him um, because I do think he's a good footballer. And, but I just think that if he, if he his, his temperament has been better this season. But I think that you can see it almost slipping with frustration at the moment and all these niggly things start to come in and I think it, it, it did come out in the Aberdeen game and then in the, in, in Sunday there as well. If, if Gerard can find a way or the, or the player himself can find a way of just focusing on the game and I mean his movement's great and you know here's me a Celtic fan praising him like he played for us but you know he is you know, genuinely a good footballer but he could be he could be better than he is. Listen, granted, he, granted he didn't score against Aberdeen or Celtic, James. So I mean, you're accurate in saying that. But if he's got 25 goals by the start of December, does that not suggest that he's focusing on his game a suitable amount? Well, I th- uh, well, I, th- I think it doesn't matter what you can do; it's what you what what you can do still. And I think if you if you can score 25 goals and still get embroiled in all these silly things, if you focus 100 percent on your game, what could you do? And that's for me is where it should be. And and like I say, I think it detracts from him. I think he brings on. More pressure on himself by doing that. Referees, I, I guess, referees must look at him sometimes and think, did he actually just throw himself down there or was it a foul? And sometimes, maybe on the 50 50s, he doesn't get the shout. And I think that's where he's got to be a bit more mm-hmm. mature about it. What do you uh, think? Well, let me put it to Roger Hannah since we're running out of time, Roger. I mean, the disciplinary record, the number of punishments he's received this season is night and day compared to last season. Um, what about. Sunday or Wednesday I've seen people point out Yeah he did have he had, a, he had a serious number of fouls On Sunday didn't he I think without getting Without getting booked Did he get booked in the end? Well that, mm, that, that, that's up to Willie Collum Or whoever the referee is To decide He has improved the discipline I liked Stephen Gerrard's line Earlier in the season That they'd upped the code of conduct And increased the fines And apparently Alfredo doesn't like to be fined So he's managed to stop Getting himself cards Because <laughs> he was getting hit Too hard in the pocket um, He sorted that side of his game out the next thing he needs to sort out is scoring goals against Celtic. Because until he puts the ball in the net against Celtic, people will cast up 
It was 10 before the final without a goal. It's now 11 without a goal. If it doesn't score itself to part of the 20 times, it'll be 12 without a goal. And it'll go on and on and on. And people will rightly point at it. If you are a centre forward for Rangers, as we've said in the past, you're judged on scoring goals in the big games, be the European games, Old Firm Derbies, or Cup Finals. And Sunday's was an Old Firm Derby and a Cup Final. And he didn't score the goal. So until he can score those goals, the meaningful goals, there will always be a question mark over him, Gordon. That was James on the line. On tonight's teaser, we are looking for 11 players who've scored 25 or more English Premier League goals and have the letters of the word Santa anywhere <laughs> in their name. I've got one, I think. You've got Alan Smith, Rocky, Santa Cruz and Santi Cazorla so far. Cristiano Ronaldo. Well done, Gordon Diel. I like your style. Stevie, well Stevie, man, you is Van Nistelrooy one. Does he get Santa in his? No. No. What about Gordon Strachan? No. Oh, Roger. The only one other one I had was Man City striker Sean Goater. <sighs> no. Roger, you're not very good at this, are you? No, I'm not at this. I've got two. You're I'm not really I helping wish, I wish the boy that was texting you Would start texting me <laughs> <laughs> I can honestly say I've not had any texts uh, Yeah sure I, Honestly You can have my phone Yeah you said that When <laughs> we did the teaser In my living room that night And I could see it over your shoulder Yeah get it Yeah was that one off was it Yeah I'm no, sure No he actually texts me The wrong uh, name yeah, You yeah. can tell with the, mm-hmm. Those baggy pockets In his dressing gown yeah, You can see exactly. everything Unfortunately I had the new uh, Motherwell dressing How gown on that? that you bought me Yeah it was nice I gave, did, it, a, gave did, it a whirl did, on, on Saturday morning yeah. Oh did you not have it When you were away At the weekend at all No you know Striding nah. about In the Motherwell dressing nah, gown I didn't, No, I didn't take it away No I didn't I must no. admit no. Not, not that far yet I'm just testing it out Seeing how I feel Hey I, I, I didn't see your mug In the I've office. not brought that in yet But the card is up The signed card From the from the full team is, Has got pride of place but we're nearly a week on So it's going to have to oh. come down soon I think oh, No, it's bad for Christmas Liverpool What was Steve McManaman? Brilliant, well done Steve McManaman will get the rest of the answers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here If you're the type who keeps an eye on the Champions League Liverpool have beaten Salzburg 2-0 away from home Uh, That sees them through to the next round Unless I'm mistaken Roger Hanna They only needed a point didn't they So Yeah they're through as group winners uh, ahead of Napoli Who won 4-0 against Genk Uh, Right on tonight's teaser A really difficult one But one that we can have a bit of fun with It's topical as well Name the 11 players who scored 25 or more English Premier League goals and have the letters of the word Santa in their name. Now, you do need the two A's the same way yeah. as Santa. You've got Santi Cazorla, Rocky Santa Cruz, Alan Smith, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Steve McManaman. Did you come up with yeah. any during the break? I've come up with beauty. <laughs> have you? Charlie Austin, centre forward. Yes, Burnley. well done. He's Southampton, actually. Southampton? West Brom, actually. <laughs> Is he now, yeah? Yeah He's moved about No, but he scored his 25 goals In the Premier League For yeah. QPR and Southampton Yeah There we go 34 goals, actually Now, when it's goal-scoring questions You always think of Henrik Larsson But that doesn't quite fit No What about Sweden teammate Sebastian Larsson? Yes, well done Scored his English Premier League goals For Sunderland and Birmingham And then, and then we got on to the sort of Scandinavian theme, didn't we, Daz? Former yep. Rangers striker Jonathan, Jonathan Johansson. Jonathan Johansson. He's got all the letters of Santa with some to spare. Um, well done. What about? I'm just thinking when Big Egg won 
the league cup with Birmingham. What about Obafemi Martin? Oh, that is an out- that's the best shout so far. How'd you get? I that? would say that's magnificent. Take a bow. Yeah, love love your work there. That was a joy to watch. Obafemi Martin. So you've only got two to get. All of a sudden, mm. are they the two hardest? Probably, <laughs> um, but you've got them anyway. Uh, don't forget, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, still, lots coming in about. Yeah. You know, Paul just texted me and said, "What about Alan T. Shearer?" <laughs> a few people have been trying to manipulate the the, the letters to to make it fit. Uh, still, tweets coming in about the offside and so on. Um, Tags says, "Why can't your pundits just admit the goal was clearly offside?" Julian and two others stand in an offside position before the free kick is taken. Not one of them goes back onside at any I point. I think we both did, didn't we? Yeah. He, well, it's, it all comes down to the language. You both said it was offside, but maybe you didn't say it was clearly offside. Maybe that's where the problem lies. It's offside. <laughs> but it's not clearly offside. Gordon said it was hard to tell, and I think that's angering some I people. Think, I think for the first, from the first initial, from the free kick, when you see it in, in, in lifetime, Gordon, I think it's a really hard call for well, officials. All really does, as my father used to say when I was young and I used to shout at the football, that's offside, he'll say, no, it isn't. The referee didn't give it. Oh yeah, that yeah that that that'll, that'll solve everything. I can just imagine it now. Uh, right, what else have we got? We've not got a great deal of time left, so I don't want to just shoehorn it in. Um, we have clearly had a busy night in the phones with all the fallout from the game, so we'll deal with it in its full. Give it its full run out tomorrow. We'll hear from Daniel Stendel and Ann Budge Roger, but he has spoken today. Give us your sort of brief your your your, your initial reaction, should I say, to to him and what you heard from. him my initial reaction is probably not dissimilar to Hugh Keevan's initial reaction when he spoke about it on the show last night. Um, not that it makes any difference, but he doesn't tick any of the boxes that Ann Budge mentioned. High profile, big name, experience. He doesn't do any of that at all. He's had two jobs. He's been sacked from them both. Um, every single managerial appointment carries with it a degree of gamble. I think this one carries a greater degree of gamble than most. That's not to say he's not going to be a success. I don't know enough about him. He could be the greatest coach to come out of Germany since Bertie Vogts, for all I know. But what I will say is, he's got a very, very difficult job ahead of him. I saw Hearts again for Super Scoreboard at Fur Park at the weekend. They were awful. They're not a good team. He's going to encounter a lot of problems there. He has his work cut out. And he seems a very amiable gentleman. If you look at his press conference this afternoon, we can only wish him well. And from Ann Budge's point of view, we can only wish that all the hassle she's gone through to get her man is going to be worthwhile. And what I will say as well is, Barnsley don't appear to be backing down in this bid mm. for money. Morton nil, Dundee United one. Louis Aperi has scored after five minutes for the visiting side. Gordon, he says he's going to change Hart's style of play. He might have to. He needs to do something, Gordon. But <clears throat> it was interesting listening to Roger there about how bad Hearts were at Fir Park, and he's saying that obviously Motherwell's not playing well, and Motherwell still beat them. Um, but I just look at the Hart squad, and I think he's got something to work with. But he has to change a lot of things there. He has to get the the winning uh, mentality back there. He has to, you know, he's got good experience. He's got good young players. Um, I think they definitely need to change the style of football um, to get you know points on the board because they're at the wrong end of the league. You've got to say. But then we always 
hear from managers who say they're going to change a style as well that it can't be done overnight and it can't be done quickly. So how much time do you get I, I, to change I, a style I, of I, play? In this instance, I don't think it'll be difficult because from what I've discerned from watching Hearts four or five times this season, they don't have a style of play. So any style of play It's not so much changing it It's just giving them one It's finding (laughs) one They they did Roger I've got to say I disagree a wee bit Because when I watched Hearts Under Craig Levine I've never seen a team That lumped the ball Up the pitch As much as Hearts I'll give you that I've seen a bit of them Under Austin McPhee And you were never sure You know I actually had the teams out for you At five past two on Saturday Thinking it was a four Four two I think it was And they came out with a sort of Three four three And it was just a lot of Square pegs and round holes And it just didn't work I've got to offer sympathy to Token Jester Who has put in a fantastic effort on the teaser He's come up with some brilliant answers But the problem is they're not brilliant enough Because a lot of them don't have the two A's that we're looking for uh-huh. Santa has got two yeah. separate A's in it Not only one Sylvain Distan was one So there's a few He's got likes of Teddy Sheringham He's got Eagle Austin Stad Janino, Morton Gamps, Pedersen, Jonathan Walters Loads of these guys are, are missing mm-hmm. a key letter Or... To be fair, haven't scored the right number of goals. You've got two more to get. You better start giving us a couple of clues, I would imagine. Why is Jonathan Walters only got one A? Is it John Othan? No, but that would still be two. Either that, though, or he hasn't got the right number of goals or something. Mm. There must be something. John Smith never leaves a stone unturned with these teasers. Mm. Jonathan Walters is not one. I might be talking jester on this one, does. For, yep. for whatever reason, Jonathan Walters is not one. I trust that producer Andy has verified these questions and answers before the show goes. Oh yeah, I would imagine That's so That's okay then uh, Right, two to get um, I'll give you their clubs These are difficult uh-huh. First guy Fulham, Spurs, Sunderland Fulham, Spurs, nah Fulham, Spurs and Sunderland uh, Steed Malbronk <laughs> Brilliant, well oh, done Steed Malbronk And the last one Everton and Fulham He's even one of these rare footballers He's got a Z in his surname And his first name This guy's on all did, the did, letter related teasers Did we miss his in Zidane years at Fulham? Yeah. I'm going to have to put you out your misery Go. Thomas Rosinski oh, Thank you night. Roger and Gordon We're back from 6 o'clock tomorrow With Mark Guiri and Jim Duffy And in the meantime stay where you are Callum Gallagher is up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.